Hello, hello. How are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. It's Tarika Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist, and I hope that you had an amazing week. As I always say, I hope you're ready for the week ahead. And last week, we actually had an amazing conversation kind of closing out this uh, series where we've been talking about visibility and creating new skills, developing new skills, honing new skills, investing in yourself. And it has been great. And it's been a good, I think, segue into this next kind of series of episodes where we're really going to focus on networking, building relationships, building community. And so I want to kick it off with uh, an amazing conversation that I had with Miss Amelia Roberts. Um, Amelia is a digital native. Um, She has long enjoyed using technology and social media to spread helpful information and connecting friends with resources they need. Key word there is connecting. She officially became a practitioner of online marketing 12 years ago with a role as a virtual assistant. One thing led to another, and now alongside other hats, Amelia serves as a visibility expert and a digital and marketing consultant. In short, she went from using social media for (laughs) cat videos to using these same tools to empower others to create their own ecosystem of support and build professional networks, okay? Ding, ding, we're talking about ecosystems today building 360 degrees of support, an ecosystem of support. That's where we're going. Can't wait. When Amelia, um, when when she's not building relationships at scale and working with powerhouse professionals who are uh, tired of hiding, Amelia really enjoys planning real and imagined food tours. Fun, fun, fun. Amelia is amazing. We've um, chatted before. I participated in one of her water cooler chats and really just talked about professional DNA and a little bit of my story. And we've stayed connected ever since. And I thought it would be absolutely perfect for you guys to listen into a conversation that we had around ecosystems, right? And how important it is for you to develop a true ecosystem of support in order to really help you grow and advance in your career. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to hear this conversation with Amelia Roberts? Here we go. This episode of Professional DNA is brought to you by Course Discovery, a new six-week virtual small group program for high-achieving professionals who are ready to level up in their careers but are unsure about the next step and are ready to develop the clarity they need to discover their unique value, shift their thinking, and design a strategy that will allow them to live on purpose, rapidly ascend in their careers, and get paid their true value so they can achieve the true happiness and harmony they desire. I'm ready to work with you. This is Tarika Wheeler, career and mindset strategist and the developer of Course Discovery. I welcome you to join me for a free discovery call. Go to yourpdna.com and sign up today for a free discovery call. Let's connect and talk about how to get you to the next level. Let's discover and reinvent your future self. Hi, everyone. We are back. Thank you so much for joining another episode of Professional DNA. This is Tarika Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist, and I am here with Amelia Roberts. I'm super excited to have you. How are you, Amelia? 
Hey there. I'm well. How are you? I am really good. I'm really excited about having you on. I was like, oh my gosh, we've worked together. Um, and I did one of your water cooler chats, which was so much fun. And we had such great conversation. I was like, I've got to have you on the Professional DNA Podcast because I love that you focus on just community and collaboration and being a collaboration expert um, and really helping people with like being creative about strategic partnerships is just fascinating. And so we had to have to have you on. And so I'm happy for you to be here with us um, today and to really dig into um, this idea of 360 degrees of support, you know, how to develop an ecosystem of support. But before we jump into that topic, I want our listeners to get to know you. So I'd love for you to share just a little bit about yourself and background. And then everyone who comes on professional DNA has to tell us what is their professional DNA? What are those key attributes, your building blocks that really help you drive and build success? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for um, joining me on that professional water cooler chat. I don't know if there's a way for you to link to that. Um, you shared so many gems. So thank you for that. Um, Yes, yeah, so a little bit about my background. You know, I really feel as though it doesn't have to be lonely at the top. A lot of people who reach a certain area of success in their career, business, life, um, they find that, you know, scaling and growing and expanding from there is challenging. You know, they haven't necessarily been prepared for success. And uh-huh. we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but um, they might feel stuck and stifled by the pain of perfectionism. And um, so what I do as a holistic visibility expert is create structure and safety around being seen in all aspects of life, business, and career. And um, and I do that primarily by what you mentioned, um, creating ecosystems of support, um, professional networks from scratch and at scale, and really um, supporting busy professionals with building the support system so that they can achieve sustainable visibility versus uh-huh. um, going into periods of hiding during times of growth or expansion or you house um, just so that they can remain being seen and showing up in their life, business and career. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. No, that's, that's amazing. And I think so many times, you know, people take networking and relationships for granted and what role that really plays in their career in their personal lives, right? And so I'm really excited to kind of kick off this next month's worth of, of, of content and conversations with you because we're going all in and networking and relationships and what that looks like. And, you know, it, it can feel lonely at the top, as you said sometimes, but it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be. There's so much data and research that speaks to the value of friendships and the values of relationships, um, sustainable relationships, healthy relationships. And I think as professionals, a lot of times we are not really keying into that. So I'm super excited that you're going to chat with us about this kind of 360 degrees of support and what a ecosystem of support looks like. So tell yes. us a little bit about your professional DNA. What yes. are your building blocks? What are your key attributes? Um, so my key attributes are curiosity, um, connectedness, obviously. Um, <laughs> I've been called a super connector, and I just and I realized it early on. I had a friend who was moving to Austin, Texas, and mm-hmm. she didn't know anyone. She was going by herself, and I had recently met somebody from Austin. I had just mm-hmm. come back from South Africa. Mm-hmm. I was like around nineteen, and so making that 
connection for a friend. And she went to Austin. She connected with this person who was able to show her around town and get her settled in. And they became great friends. And that gave me a buzz like nothing else. Wow. And so I think that started like a part of my brain opened up. Like, how can I start to make other connections for other people with mm-hmm. the resources that they need to survive and thrive in their, you know, life, career, wherever. And then mm-hmm. um, one thing, you know, just led to another is you start to train your brain to look for these partnerships and collaborations. And, you know, you start to put the, almost like a puzzle. You start to see like how all these different pieces fit together and how um, synergies, are, you know, are needed here and there and everywhere and start making introductions. And it's just, um, so I'd say curiosity, connectedness. I'm definitely part of my professional DNA. I love that. And first of all, shout out to Austin. Um, for folks who are listening, they know I'm an Austinite, born and raised. And so <laughs> out, out there, um, and so glad that you were able to help, you know, someone make that connection. And sometimes that's what it's about. It's like having that bridge, you know, having that kind of relationship broker, if you will, who can help the connections happen and uh, get people to really um, build relationships and build partnerships and collaborations. But sometimes it really just starts with someone having the the mind and the thought to make that connection um, come together. So I absolutely love that. You know, Amelia, I know that you have a healthcare background and um, I'd love for you to share, you know, just from that perspective and even in this, this space of uh, relationship building and, you know, building and designing kind of an ecosystem of support. What are some things that you wish you had known in the beginning of your career? Tell us a little bit about that. So I ended up in a healthcare career because um, my mom said she'd pay for school if I went that route. <laughs> so, um, so it wasn't like I was, you know, seven options were put before me and someone says, you know, where does your heart lead you and we'll support uh-huh. you. That, that wasn't my story. Uh-huh. So I guess I wish I knew that I did have options that, you know, lots of paths, career paths could have worked for me and I could have been successful in different things. I wish I, um, you know, this sounds very like 1950s, but I grew up in a family where women were either nurses or teachers. And uh-huh. so that's what was set before me. And so um, when I graduated, you know, high school in 2000, um, or early 2000, um, a lot of things, it doesn't, it wasn't all that long ago. And it was like 20 years ago at the same time, right. <laughs> but the, the career options that are around nowadays is like, it just, just, it wasn't a thing back then. So I definitely wish I, um, had known, um, I had an expansive and infinite capacity to receive support that uh-huh. if I decided to go on a path that wasn't healthcare that I could be supported, that I would be able to pretty much know what I know now, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, that that's really big. And I think sometimes um, we, we, we're we products of our environment. We're, we can, we, sometimes we're products of kind of our, our, our family situation and upbringing. And it's amazing what we kind of learn from that and glean from that. And what I love about your story is that Yes, that's the path that started, but oftentimes the beginning of our story is not the ending of our story. And you've really been able to reinvent yourself um, in a way from the foundation in which you started, but you've been able to kind of reinvent yourself and get yourself in a position to where you are, you know, a, a leader in your space, a leader in your field, but also helping other professionals really understand the power of relationships, right? The power of, you know, being authentic, the power of, you know, understanding how can show up um, in this kind of safe space that you talked about early on. So I love that. And and kudos to you for doing that because it's, 
it's not always how we start, right? It's how, what we do with that journey and how we finish that journey and how we finish that race um, is is really what it's about. And so I I love that. Um, So Amelia, let's, you know, I think about when I, you know, talk about this ecosystem and, you know, you hear about ecosystems in uh, science and, you know, whether we were a science major of some sort in college or high school, like we've all heard about um, an ecosystem. But when we're talking about an ecosystem of support, what does that mean? Can you kind of unpack that for us a little bit? Sure, absolutely. So an ecosystem, um, let's go back to the science definition. We both have science majors or backgrounds, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So an ecosystem is a complex, it's like an environment, right? It's a physical environment. um, And it's about the interrelationships of all the things in their environment. I'll give an example. Um, Outside, right, you have grass, you have dirt, you have bugs, you have trees. Um, What those elements look like in the mid-Atlantic might look a little different than, you know, parts of Africa. And that might look a little different than, you know, in Asia, some parts of Asia or a tropical forest. Mm-hmm. There's bugs, there's grass, there's trees and all those places. But how they look might um, differ depending on, of course, you know, lots of different things. So sure. um, for us, we all have ecosystems that can be either built or acquired. And, um, and I'm not coining this idea, Michelle Obama hinted to this um, in her book, um, Becoming. And we can talk more about that as we get mm-hmm. into it. But um, our ecosystem can, right? Um, you mm-hmm. talk a lot, a lot about this. Our mentors, our mentors in our head, sponsors, coaches, um, our personal board of directors. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have our personal life, our ecosystem of support. These might be, um, of course, people, but I don't want to talk about people because some pe- folks don't necessarily have the um, labels that I might use and they might say it. So what are you talking about? So I'll say um, it might look like a house cleaner. It might look Mm. like um, a laundry service or Mm -hmm. dry cleaning service. It might look like home organization support, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That's what your personal ecosystem support might look like. And then put in other titles and roles that we're familiar with. And then, you know, if you have a business, you know, do you have a um, online business manager or a director of operations or um, a technical virtual assistant or something? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of what an ecosystem, when I talk about ecosystem support, I definitely am talking about those main areas, your life, business, um, career or community. You know, some mm-hmm. people don't have a business, but they're heavily involved in community. Um, they're, um, whether it's their faith or a nonprofit that they're passionate about, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I and I and I hear you with that. And I think sometimes we don't look at our our lives and especially when we're kind of melding together personal and professional, like we don't look at it 360. Right. We've got we kind of <clears throat> begin to compartmentalize a little bit. It's like, OK, here's what I'm doing over here and here's what I'm doing over there. But we don't think about it all together and the relationships that we need in each one of those spaces to really kind of complete. Right. And so um, I love that analogy of ecosystem and was super excited about having that conversation today because I think having that 360 degree of support and really building an ecosystem of support depending on where you are within you know your personal life your professional world what have you how do you really bring that together and so you know before we take a a, a quick break I want to be able to kind of ask you in establishing that ecosystem you know what are some steps that we can take to even do that? Like, how do you establish your ecosystem of 
support? Because it's something that's so important and so critical. But where does one start to ensure that they actually have a healthy ecosystem of support? So before we um, get to that, and we're absolutely will add to that question, there is a couple of concepts that I would love for you, your audience to be aware of. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't like to be a too woo, but I do have to go a little woo to answer your specific question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is this concept that was introduced to me um, by Joy Pittman. Um, I call her HR fixer, but um, <laughs> a, a topic called assumed leadership. Uh-huh. So in the world, there's some people who are just almost assumed leaders. They put someone who looks like me in a room and they put someone who looks like someone who doesn't look like me in a room. And they may just assume that one of us is a leader and the other is not. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but it's just they're almost groomed from birth to assume certain um, leadership roles. And um, Michelle Obama in her book, Becoming, talked about how this grooming happens almost from birth. Um, I I have a quote up that talks about because of this grooming process that happens since birth, their trust in the world seems almost infinite. Their forward Mm. progress is entirely assured. Everything otherwise was designed to accommodate their well-being. Uh And um, and they haven't known anything different. And she's talking about when she started, when she went to Princeton, you Uh know, she noticed that some people left their bikes unlocked and left jewelry on the sink and she was like that's interesting and um she talked about the process you know when she was um a lawyer um mm-hmm. there's like a wooing process that happens for new people um mm-hmm. their assignment really is to make sure the incoming folks feel happy and cared for and supported so when it comes to creating our own so for those of us who weren't born with all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> When it comes to creating our own, you really have to start with um, thinking about what, how do you want to show up differently and be seen differently in your life, career, business, or community. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of us, again, like I mentioned, weren't adequately prepared to be seen or for mm-hmm. any measure of success. Mm-hmm. And so this whole visibility planning was a little bit overlooked and than expected growth that can easily be crippling, as I mentioned, lonely. So Uh when you first take the moment to assess your readiness to be seen and or start to organize how you show up, the questions then I want to ask like a back way to get to your question. And you know, here's here's the here's the answer. Um is look at your life, business and career or community if you don't have a business and ask yourself, what do you love to do in that role, in your life role, however you want to define it, in your career role or community role, what do you love to do? Uh, Uh what do you hate to do? What do you absolutely hate to do? What what do you can't can't stand to do? Uh-huh. Um, third, what do you not have time to do? And uh-huh. what would you like to learn to do? And as you go and ask yourself these questions, um, and this is just part of like a larger um, session that I I do because it's it's a process. So uh-huh. I found out. So I found out in working with people and just how I got here um, as part of what I do and connecting people and building their networks is podcasts and connecting them with people who have platforms and stages and all that stuff so that they can become a thought leader in their industry. Uh-huh. And I noticed after some sessions, some people didn't do anything. They're like <laughs> still stuck. They, they had the words to use. They had the scripts. They had the templates. They knew who to talk to, but still they didn't move. Uh-huh. And that made me start to get curious, right? I mentioned curiosity is part of my DNA. It's right. like, why, why, why did they not move forward. And then I realized, you know what, they didn't feel safe to be seen. Mm. There wasn't safety there. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, so go through these aspects of your life and just ask yourself those four questions and then themes will start to arise and our brain will start to be able to spot helpers. Um, mm-hmm. and if your brain doesn't start to spot helpers as you go through this, um, look at it like this, you're building your visibility muscle and your leadership muscle. Think of, um, building your real life muscle. Think about spotters, mm-hmm. like in the gym, somebody who's yeah. been spotting. So who in your life, after you go through those questions, what could a spotter look like? What are some of the things that a spotter can do? What are mm. some things that a trainer, a trainer could possibly do? Um, mm-hmm. What are some things that a cheerleader could possibly do? And, mm-hmm. and I find with people, you know, if the themes don't naturally come up after the first set of questions, when I go through this next set, and there's like other roles that I have, I don't want to spend too sure. much on this, but um, when you start you know, spotter, trainer, cheerleader questions, um, a lot of um, faces and names start to become more clear. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, the, the roles that people play within my personal and professional life. And, you know, who's a spotter, who's a cheerleader, you know, who's a coach, who's a mentor, you know, all those different roles. And um, it's, it's amazing when you sit and think about it because it also can help you identify where there's gaps and where you need to complete that circle so that you do have that 360 degrees of support and you do have this ecosystem that is healthy, but that is complete. So I I love this guys. We're here with Amelia and um, Amelia Roberts collaboration expert. And we're talking about, you know, how do you actually build a ecosystem? How do you build a ecosystem of support 360 degrees of support and how critical it is for us to have in order for, um, as high, high achieving professionals to really thrive and get to that next level and whatever it may be, but also to just be visible and to feel safe about being visible, um, what support we need around us to do that. So we're going to take a really quick break and then we're going to come back and hear from Amelia and hear about what are some strategies that professionals can, can use to really develop their ecosystem. We're going to unpack um, that a little bit more. Okay, so uh, you stay right there and we'll be right back. All right, everyone, we are back. I am here with Amelia Roberts, collaboration expert. And guys, we're talking all about 360 degrees of support. How can you really develop a um, strong ecosystem of support? And we've been kind of starting to unpack, you know, what that looks like. And I'll tell you, you know, Amelia's got me thinking about (laughs) my my ecosystem and my support system and what, you know, who do I have in place and how am I able to show up uh, and be visible and just confident. And so I I thank you for that. I I always feel like my um, podcast episodes when I have guests on, they make me think, (laughs) they make me think and they take me down that path. And it's, um, it's, it's always great, especially when I've got experts who are really owning their space. So I really appreciate that um, about you, Amelia, but yeah, you've really got me thinking about, you know, my ecosystem for sure. Yeah. Um, when we were talking earlier, you shared about, um, well, well, we'll talk about it, but you shared about how you had a background or had exposure to media and that sparked different things. And that's not what you went to school for, if I'm not right. mistaken. That's you right. went to school for something else. So um, just also like how our ecosystems can interplay with one another and support, you know, things that we gather over here and can support a role over there and um, just 
the interplay of it is just so interesting. And um, you, I feel like, are a great example of how that actually looked in real life, because I feel like I can ramble on and on, but there's nothing like a, a real life example. So do you mind like telling me, and maybe I was making this up, no. but tell us a little <laughs> bit more about that. You are spot on. You're spot on. And um, yeah, so, you know, my background um, was organizational communication, so a totally different type of communication. And when I um, was in Austin, I worked at a level one pediatric trauma center, and I worked in childhood injury prevention. And a lot of the work I was doing was developing programs and policies and doing a lot of grassroots work around child safety. It really got to a point to where there started to be this heavy media opportunity. And I became an earned media opportunity, if you will, for the hospital, because I was able to talk about, you know, safety tips and strategies for parents and caregivers um, to, you know, prevent childhood injuries from happening, um, not wanting to see these preventable injuries, you know, in our trauma center. And so that put me in this position to where I was in front of a camera, like all of a sudden I, I was doing news interviews. I was doing live interviews. I was doing interviews at events, um, whether it be TV, radio, what have you. And I had no formal media training. Um, but I, but what I found was that I was good at it. And I was like, wow, where'd this come from? And it opened up a whole nother space and area that I wasn't even aware of. But as you've been talking about ecosystems, I then was able to say, you know what? Okay. I'm good at it, but I'm not great. So let me see where I can kind of identify those who can support me. And so there were folks right there within the hospital system that were in that kind of communications and media space that helped me kind of understand how to craft pitches, how to craft press releases, how to really make my message more clear and concise. Like you're doing good, but you could also do this. Um, I had um, leadership and mentors that would say, okay, Yes, you're given all the tips and you're given all the strategies for parents and caregivers, but here's these other things that we need to make sure that you hit and helping me kind of from a research perspective, like how can you bring a different level of credibility to the types of tips and data points that you're given? Like, let's round that out a little bit. And so I started to um, shift from good to, to great and really finesse how I showed up and it built my confidence to a, a whole different type of level because here I am on every major network in, you know, the Austin metropolitan area, delivering messages, key messages for parents and caregivers, but I was not media trained. I was not a journalist, journalism major or a mass media major. Like that's not what it was. Also for folks who know my story, you know, I graduated my undergrad as an adult. So even in getting my degree in organizational communication, I graduated at 33 and I, it was, but I was operating in this role, right, without that undergraduate degree. So it was, as I talk about ecosystem, I'm just like, wow, all of those that were up under and above and around me that really um, served as support, it was just, it was so instrumental. And there's no way that I would have been able to really find this kind of hidden talent and attribute of myself, there's no way I would have been able to really find that and really grow it and finesse it if I didn't have those around me that pushed me and helped me kind of un uncover that this was there. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit of that story. And I, I thank you for, you know, for having me share that, Amelia, because a lot, I think sometimes we don't understand the power of that ecosystem and how it can help uncover things that you didn't even think about. 
right? Like areas and um, of expertise or areas of, of, um, of growth or areas of strengths that you have that you just didn't uncover naturally yourself. And it really took someone else that was around you to kind of help bring that out. Mm, I love it. And um, as people start to grow again in their career, you know, thanks to everybody that around that is around them, and, you know, they get to a certain point and then those helpers above them to reach, you know, down and pull them back up might seem, you know, harder to find. I don't want to say they get fewer because they're out there. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, thank you for that. And I'm going to be quoting it now that you've told me about it in clarity. I want to like write this down because I yeah, no, for sure. that story before, but um, I have it now. No, for sure. For sure. And it's um, it, it's it's crazy. There's when I think about you know, what if I was closed-minded and, and, and didn't really listen to how people were trying to pour into me and to get me to see something that I wasn't aware of. So I was able to take that and I took it into my, you know, other careers and um, other opportunities where I was able to, to do media and do, um, you know, videos and all types of things at a national level and, um, or, or yeah, at a national level and even international level. But if I hadn't, kind of went with that initial spark and opportunity that wouldn't have been there and it was all because I had a good circle around me and then was willing to go out and like you say find that spotter right find the mentor find the coach find the cheerleader to really help round me out and give me that 360 degrees of support so um spot on and I I, yeah I love for you to share that story because uh talk about real life examples like you know yeah that's that's something I've definitely experienced So I think, you know, one thing that sometimes professionals struggle with is like the how, right? Like how Mm -hmm. and the the how and the what, like, what are the strategies? What are the tactics? What are the types of things of like, okay, I hear what you guys are saying, but what do I do from here? I don't know that I really have an ecosystem that's around me. Like I am trying to get to this next level. I'm pushing forward. But how do I even begin? You know, what's maybe one of the first uh, steps that I can take? So, yes, like kind of the initial ones that you shared, but okay, now I'm at work. I'm trying to increase my visibility. I'm trying to, you know, really get to that next level. How can I use having an ecosystem to help support advance me in my career? So, this comes from, again, part of my superpowers are building blocks is curiosity. Um, what I did when I was doing this for myself, so I don't believe in preaching or telling people to do things that you've never done, but um, mm-hmm. I would look at people that I admire, people who are doing things that I thought were super interesting, and I would study them. I would study mm-hmm. this Again, this is like early 2000s. Um, the internet wasn't what it was now, and I had to be a little bit stalkerish in order to <laughs> um, study <laughs> and figure out how people got from point A to point B. Um, now it's so easy to do that. But in any mm-hmm. case, and and you know, a gift of COVID is that yeah. you know people aren't flying across the country and doing trips like they used to. I mean, they still are, we're starting to move around some more, mm-hmm. but um, getting access to people was is so much easier these days. Yeah. Um, reaching out and connecting on LinkedIn, your internet sleuthing takes you, but so far, um, mm-hmm. reaching out on LinkedIn and saying, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having a 2021 goal or, or um, uh, not even, it doesn't matter the year. I have a goal of expanding my professional network. 
um, I really admire what you did with blah, blah, blah. I also mm-hmm. have an interest in this, that, and the other. Would mm-hmm. you be open to a super quick 10-minute chat? Just mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And then set an alarm or a timer. Make sure that it's 10 minutes so that, you know, they don't feel like you're taking them hostage. And if right. the conversation is getting good in that 10 minutes, um, and the timer goes off and you say, Hey, you know what, actually I have to go, but this has been really great. You know, maybe we can set up another call, you know, in a month or something like that, you know, definitely have like a next step or ask them, you know, Hey, are, are you presenting on anything? Or do you have any webinars coming up? Can I attend? Um, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not all that hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, when you start to do that, and again, like I said, take a look and see, and you start to notice different threads. You might notice that there's a specific association that they're attached to or this mm-hmm. certain type of community work that they participated in. Is there a way for you to do the same in your own? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it's hard to give general advice because I don't know if everyone's background or ev- everyone's um, bravery muscle, to be fully right. honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I can't necessarily give blanket statements. But um, there's a quote that says um, from Reed Hoffman, he's the LinkedIn co-founder. That mm-hmm. says opportunities do not float like clouds in the sky. They are firmly attached to individuals. So if you're looking for an opportunity, you're looking for an individual. Um, my starting mm-hmm. point really is talking to a human. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Amelia? I, I think as you talked about, you know, like kind of where people are, you said two things that I think are huge. Um, one, observing. And then the other thing is applying, right? So what you observe, what you see, you may see someone, a person who is in a space or is taking up space and where you want to be and looking at the types of things that they're doing, the types of associations that they're in and applying that. And I think sometimes we have to remember that it's, it's our curiosity, but we also have to take the time to observe, do the research. It's not just going to come to you. Like, like you just gave that quote, like it's not just going to float in this cloud in the sky. Like you've got to reach out and identify where there are points of connection to begin to build this network and build this ecosystem. And like you said, everybody's got a different point of bravery, but in order for us to begin to build relationships, we have got to be in a position to where we take a deep breath, pull ourselves up and just make the first step. And so observing and then what you observe, hmm, okay, that person is a part of this association. That person has, you know, this particular um, clubhouse group or, or room that they, you know, participate in or that they talk about, whatever it may be. taking that and learning from it's not copying it but it's taking it and learning from it and then applying it where it makes sense in your path and in your journey so Mm -hmm. I I think that those are two really big things to really take from what you're saying is that you've got to do the research you've got to take that first that first step and observe and then where is it applicable and and take that second step and apply some things right and then the third the third thing you talked about was you know when you reach out and you connect to someone really being true and honest in that connection point you needed a quick connect you want to do 10 minutes set a timer give them that 10 minutes and then if you want to expand beyond that you feel like the converse like you said conversation is getting good and you want to dig in a little bit more okay then like talk about that but that's building relationship it's not just you know connecting with them that one time getting out of them what you need and then you're done you're building relationships so it's sustainable and there's potentially the opportunity to connect again Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that piece is is 
we got to connect with that, that it is not about the one hit a quitter interactions in order for you to build that 360 degrees of support and really build that ecosystem. You've got to invest in relationship. Yes. And one, and a couple of things I want to add too, because I can almost see it that some people are listening. They're like, yeah, I actually don't see myself doing that. Um, <laughs> one, one thing um, that I do want to say, I mentioned it earlier again, is, you know, before you um, begin any visibility project, and that's all this is, um, again, back in the day, well, actually not all that long ago, I would work with people and I'd give them a list of things to say and people they needed to talk to and then told them to be well. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, actually, <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> I, I realized that it really have to think about and, you know, you may need a thought partner for this or, you know, reach out to Tarika or but your capacity to receive, you know, what is your mm-hmm. capacity to receive when it comes to period? What is your capacity to receive when it comes to support? Um, mm-hmm. Your capacity to receive when it comes to um, just being, feeling like happy, that you have yes. a right to be happy, that you have a right to be well supported, you have the right to be nurtured. What mm-hmm. are your feelings about those rights? And, um, you know, what are your, what's your relationship with, what's your relationship with relationships, right? Yeah. You know, do you, do you have trust challenges? You know, do you make friends easily or do you just have challenges related to because of mm-hmm. things that actually happen to you in real life. Um, mm-hmm. These are some things that you might want to, you know, take a look at, take a consider. Um, again, I'm in the healthcare field. I am not a therapist, however, and I am excellent at referring people to therapy, you know, when we get into these visibility sessions and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff is uncovered and, you know, stuff needs to be processed and it's outside of my tool bag. Right. Um, but <laughs> right. I do want to put that out there because there is that as long as, as well, as long as we're talking about the 360 um, aspect of things, I just had to also mention that part of it. Amelia, you dropped a gem that I hope, and everyone knows this, you know, you, you listening to professional DNA, you should have a notebook and you are jotting things down because you just said something that, is it really is it should hit home for everyone and it's what is your relationship with relationship like man like that that is huge to think about because if if you don't have a true understanding of what your own relationship is with the concept of relationship because relationship is two way so yes there's the the giving piece but like you said what is your capacity to receive right? How do you receive feedback? How do you receive support? Everyone doesn't receive support well. They may give it well, but everyone may not know how to receive it. And so what, before you even start to build relationships with others and to try to bring people into that ecosystem, I, I hear you saying like, you've got to understand what's your self-awareness around your relationship with relationships. Because it's not easy for everyone. And, you know, I had a, a, a dear friend and colleague um, who used to say all the time, you know, how do you have a network and you have no other relationships outside of work? Like, how do you have a professional network, but yet outside, it's just you? She's like, I don't, I don't understand that. She's like, I'm not saying you have to have a ton of friends, but if you don't know how to nurture and build relationships, if I don't see sustainable relationships outside of your professional career, how do you expect to be able to develop them inside of your career? And I remember when she first said that, I was like, 
what are you talking about? I, I build relationships at, at work all the time. You know, I build relationships in my career all the time. But it was a self-check. I didn't say, wow, Tarika, what, what do your relationships look like outside of work? Right? Mm. Where, where are those sustained relationships that you have? Whether it be from childhood, from college, with family, friends, whatever it may be. And what is your, like you said, relationship with relationship? Because no wonder why you're struggling with building your professional network. No wonder why you're like, hmm, who do I find? Who do I connect with? Who do I talk to? And so I had to check myself and really think about how I was building and maintaining and nurturing relationships in my personal life so that I could actually then shift and apply that into my career. So if you're looking to advance as a professional, you're looking to advance in your career, I'm telling you right now, it's you can try to do it all by yourself and without an ecosystem of support, it's going to be a long, difficult, challenging road. But when you learn how to build relationships, when you learn how to network, you learn how to start establishing this ecosystem of support that Amelia is talking about, it opens up a wealth of opportunities and possibilities. And it just, I just, I just, I had to say that, like, I, you know, real transparent moment, but I've not always been great at relationships. I've not always been great at building them. I was kind of like, things happened in my life that made me step away from people. And if you weren't yeah. immediate family, I probably didn't mess with you. <laughs> I just couldn't. Yeah. I, I really, there were just, you know, you have those traumatic experiences within your personal life and, and friendships or whatever it may be. And it just makes you step away. But I had to do a lot of repair. And like you said, sometimes you start to go down these journeys and you bump into areas where, okay, that might need a little bit of therapeutic support, right? That might need a little bit of counseling to really work through and unpack that so you can move on. And I really encourage anyone to do so. I'm me too. I'm not a counselor. I'm I, I, I'm very specific about my level of expertise and where I support. And that is being a career and mindset strategist. But if I'm working with clients and we bump into an area that's difficult, that really needs counseling, I too, well, let's unpack that to the point where this is an area where I really feel like you could benefit from having a greater conversation and seeking additional counseling. And that's an area that we also have to be comfortable with doing and recognizing areas where we do need that additional support. Love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, Amelia, I, this has been an amazing conversation. We're kind of coming to the end of our time. Um, I, I want to touch on, on on one little piece around, you said this early, around being yourself and being safe, like feeling safe and feeling like you can be visible and, but doing so in a safe way. What, what do you have to say with those professionals who are challenging with just being authentic and being themselves at work? Um, and needing to develop those critical relationships, but just, you know, not knowing how to do that. What kind of support and words do you have for them around that? So I was in a position where I had to articulate my unique value. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to do it from a place when I, I didn't think I had any value in my position. It was at a job. And, you know, they needed this I was encouraged or strongly advised to be able to speak to why I deserve to stay there and to be there. And mm-hmm. I, I struggled with that and, and doing my research around, okay, why is this position here? Why does it exist? You know, what value does, you know, someone in this world bring? And mm-hmm. as I do my own research around that, um, I started to connect with other people who are also doing similar work and similar research. And 
we started to connect online. We started to participate in, in Twitter chats. Um, this was some years ago, but we started mm-hmm. to participate in Twitter chats. And that led to an invitation for me to speak at um, a health IT marketing conference. Mm. So um, again, part of my core is curiosity. And you know, if you're in that position, I would invite you to get curious about the value that your role, that what you're doing, um, either inside the organization, outside the organization, what is the value that that brings to a larger whole? You know, mm-hmm. why is that role there? Who is benefiting? What pain is being resolved? And mm-hmm. who cares about this pain? Who else cares about that pain? And, you know, start to put your work out there and the mm-hmm. value and the problems that you're solving and see who, who's liking that LinkedIn post about the problem and challenge that you're solving and the value you're bringing. Who likes that post? You know, and start interacting with people who are sharing similar content and, you know, see if there's ways for you guys to collaborate. Maybe you guys can just get together and do a Facebook Live or IG Live and talk about, I mean, there's like so many different angles to take. And again, it really depends on the um, confidence and bravery muscle of the people who are listening. But um, that's just what I did. But I want people to take from what I said (laughs) to something that they'd actually do in real life. But, um, and I'm also like an open book. I know you're going to share my information um, as well, but I love sort of brainstorming like this with people and um, feel free to reach out. If you say, hey, Amelia, what you said didn't make any sense at all. (laughs) Um, I I love the opportunity to uh, further explain. No, for sure. And I'd love for people to, um, to connect with you. I think that, you know, it's, it's not an easy conversation. I think when we, when we get into these places that tap into confidence, tap into self-awareness, self-advocacy, um, anything that has to align with self, it's hard. It's, it's, a, it's difficult to do that type of reflective thinking and reflective activities so that you can get yourself to another level when you've got to change your mindset. You have to change how you show up. You have to change how you interact. And all of those type of interpersonal connections can be challenging. And so, yes, please connect with Amelia. And that's an amazing segue for me to ask you, how can people connect with you? You know, how can they continue this conversation with you um, online or your social platforms? How do we, how do we get to Amelia Roberts? Yeah. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm there as Amelia J. Roberts, um, strategic partner, expert, visibility expert. Um, Please connect with me over on LinkedIn. And I'm also on other social media platforms as talk, the number two, Amelia. Awesome. 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 And I'm so glad that we have connected. Um, It was great to connect with you on social. And like I said, we did the the water cooler chat and I'll be sure to link to that um, as well, guys. So check that out. Um, That was a really great conversation that we had. And this has been too, you know, we absolutely have to build up our ecosystem as professionals, as just human beings, you know, individuals as a whole, but especially as you're looking to advance in your career, get to that next level in your career, building that support system 360 around you really looking at you know like Amelia said where who who needs to be where is the cheerleader where do you need mentorship where do you need a coach where do you need um a, a spotter just to kind of be there to you know support when things get a little bit heavy whatever it may be it's critical that you have that support around you and you're building a healthy ecosystem people that are speaking positivity and pouring positive into you um and, and speaking life into your goals and your vision and where you're trying to go, that you've got this healthy ecosystem and it will do wonders for you as you're looking to grow 
and as you're looking to advance in your career. So um, I'm going to, you know, Amelia, thank you so much for being with us. What's one lasting thought that you want to leave with um, our professional DNA folks today? I think it's that Reid Hoffman quote. Again, um, opportunities do not float like clouds in the sky. They're mm-hmm. firmly attached to individuals. So whether the opportunity is a job, there's so, there's a human at the other end that's holding that position out. And there, I have so many stories of um, of people who have gotten all sorts of versions and definitions of success in their life and um, amazing careers, different you know other comforts of life, never have filled out a job application. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's just the truth of some demographics in some world worlds. It wasn't my truth. It wasn't something I figured out, but you know, any case I did, and I'm sharing this with you and that's a fact. And, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, community, you know, getting sponsorship for an, an organization or fundraising for an event or your own business, um, there's a human on the other side. So just that quote, opportunities do not feel like cause in the sky. They're firmly attached to individuals. I love it. I love it. This has been an awesome conversation. Thank you so much, Amelia, for joining us. And guys, please connect with Amelia if you want to continue this conversation, dig into it a bit more. Um, I know it it would be an amazing opportunity um, for you. And I know Amelia wants to hear from you. So um, we are going to close this thing out and we'll be right back. Wow. Oh my goodness. Love, 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 Miss Amelia Roberts. I'm telling you, guys, when you really can embrace the way you receive support and the way you're able to, as Amelia says, have a relationship with relationship, it is a game changer. As a high achieving professional, as just an individual, a human being, we need support. And it's especially important in our professional journey and having that ecosystem of support because you never know what roles you may need people to play in order to really ensure that you have a healthy ecosystem that's going to help you advance in your career. I encourage you to connect with Amelia. If you have questions, you want to dig into this conversation a little bit with her more, um, please, please, please connect. Guys, you know how I feel. I believe that it's your time. You've got what it takes, but you might need a little support. You might need a little help. And I'm here to be a part of your ecosystem. I would love to have the opportunity to just have a conversation with you about where are you in your career now and where do you want to go? And what are some ways that we can work together to get you there? I have an amazing program called Course Discovery that I'd love to have a conversation with you about to talk about how we can help you um, really discover your unique value cultivate a growth mindset and define and design a strategy for you that's going to work to help you rapidly ascend in your career and get to the next level, get paid your true value and where you want to be. I'd love to have that conversation with you and be a part of your ecosystem of support. You know how I feel. You have absolutely everything inside of you to be your best and unique self What is that? It's your professional DNA. Have an amazing week, everyone. Bye.